I'm going to push a button, a button here. Here, here we go. Uh, 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 uh. This is the 911 Logs Podcast with the operator and his exact twin. Mine is being born and raised in Kentucky and his heroic military service and being born to a completely other mother, Kent Chungus. <laughs> Uh, Insert uh, 911 segment that uh, makes you want to listen to the rest of the episode that I forgot to do one. So here yeah, we are. We're just sitting yeah, here listening. Yeah. To, and then I fade. I'm going to fade this out and fade it out. Fade, fade that out. Fade Suspense it. Is, fade it. How do radio guys do this so smoothly? I don't know how to do it. Oh, hello, Kent. Oh, hello, the operator. Was that pretty smooth? Very smooth. It's so smooth. We did a, li- a live take. Smoother than say that intro. Yeah, the only thing that didn't work was I, I, I forgot I had the 911 little snippet that I always put in the, the opening song on another button. But if I'd hit that button, it, I think it might have turned off the song. So that would have, that would have sounded awkward. So I thought rather than that, I just talk over right. it. Right. And that wasn't just right. No, you, no use to getting into it. Yeah. Oh, hey, Ken. What? I thought it'd be fun to uh, do a script read of a movie to kick things off. Does that sound fun to you? Oh, wow. No. <laughs> well, if you could open I'm, I'm going to have to do it. So, yes. <laughs> if you can open up Google Docs and, and find, oh, look, find, the, find the bullet point that says Batman. Yep, and I'm Batman. You're going to be Batman and I'm going to be Bane. Okay. All right, and um, whenever you're ready, we will, we can we will start. Okay. Okay. And scene. You've made a serious mistake. Not as serious as yours, I fear. Bane. Let's not stand on ceremony here, Mister Shithead. Batman charges at Bane, and they begin to fight. I like how. Pacers, gosh, you your strength! What happened? Uh, what happened? I changed one of the words and you fell for it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, you put it, you typed in Mr. Shit. <laughs> now Mr. I swore Wayne. for real because nobody ever quoted it. Oh, no. Oh, crap. Now I'm going to have to repent. <laughs> <laughs> you just, oh, you Ron Burgundy, you just say it, whatever, something. Now, what the audience doesn't know about Google Docs is you can edit it if you pull it up. Anybody can edit it. So it originally said Mr. Wayne, and I just very silently replaced Wayne with shithead just to see if he would read it, and he did. <laughs> Dang it. Oh. All right, sorry, let's start over. All right, <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Go ahead. And scene. You've made a serious mistake. Not as serious as yours, I fear. Bane. Let's not stand on ceremony here, Mr. Shitter. <laughs> Batman charges at Bane and they begin to fight. Peace has cost you your strength. Victory has defeated you. Bane begins to win the fight. Batman throws explosive batarang. 
you really don't have a lot of lines here, sorry. Theatricality and deception, powerful agents to the uninitiated, but we are initiated, aren't we, Bruce? Members of the League of Shadows, and you betrayed us. Yes, you were excommunicated by a gang of psychopaths. I'm the League of Shadows. I'm here to fulfill Ra's Ghoul's destiny. Batman tackles Bane, but is overpowered. You let you fight. You fight like a younger man with nothing held back. I'm admirable, but mistaken. I'm a fucking extra in an audio movie. <laughs> Batman uses his EMP on his utility belt to cut the lights. Dang it. This was just an excuse for you to do Bane impression, wasn't it? <laughs> Go ahead. It's your line. I forgot. You still have a lot here. All right. <clears throat> just been, okay. Ah, you think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. But then it was nothing to me but blinding. I can tell you the license plate numbers of all three cars out front. I can tell you that the waitress is left-handed and the guy at the counter weighs 215 pounds and knows how to handle himself. I know that he best... I know that the best first place to look for a gun is the cab of that gray truck outside. I know that at this altitude, I can run flat out for half a mile before I lose my edge. I knew that you were my first best option out of Zurich. How do I know all that? How can I know all that and know, not know who I am? How is that possible? That was the born long, identity. Long. That wasn't your Batman. Now, you just, just read the script. You're Marie now. You're Marie. I'm playing Marie? Yeah, you're Marie. Or Marie. I don't know. God, you're not kidding, are you? Scene changes to Treadstone Research Desk. What the fuck? Born's face is on a video. Born's face is on a video image frozen on a computer screen. It's Born looking at the camera. Born looking up at the camera in the consulate passport office and pull back to reveal... Half a dozen computer monitors and lots of shots of Bourne. 20 angles, 20 different locations, 20 candid perspectives of Bourne and his mad scramble throughout the consulate. Conklin and research tech number one are poring over the surveillance tapes downloaded from Zurich. And that's the best angle you've... And that's the best angle of the courtyard? That's the only angle. What do they have on the streets? The area? They must have something. Hang on. Uh, I'm rubbing at the tension in my temples. <sighs> what? Abbott. He knows about the embassy. He's coming down for a show and tell. That'll solve all of our problems. Sir? What's that? It's an angle of the street. Some sort of alleyway. You can just... Enhance it. Insert the monitor as the image enlarges to fill the screen, and there's Bourne, and the little red car, and Marie. Who the hell is that? That's Jason Bourne? <laughs> Cut to a fabric softener ad. <laughs> I don't know. If you're a listener, <laughs> and maybe you're tapping away at a computer your desk job or working in a factory or maybe you're on a jog on a treadmill in your house or maybe you're paddling on your bike through the mountains of 
somewhere that you don't live because you're looking at a tiny little screen and you're actually in your room and you took the wheels off your bicycle <laughs> and immobilized it for some reason and took away the freedom of having a bicycle. And now you do it in the stuffy room of your apartment where you can't get fresh air or any of that. Maybe you're doing that and you're listening to this and you're thinking, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I'm right there with you because I don't know either. This is genuine. Don't know what all that was. I don't know how the 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 born identity or or uh Mary Poppins or Batman or any of that stuff is going to play into this episode. I am just as confused as you are. I promise. First time I'd read this script, didn't know that's if you're wondering why some of the dialogue was delivered in the wrong way, it's because I didn't have any context for anything. So fun. <clears throat> well, I'm about to blow your mind. Oh, come in. I'm going to connect all the dots right here. Ready? Hey, Kent. I've got a feeling you're not going to connect any dots, but yeah, hey. Oh, what's up? Would it be weird to try and keep track of a movie if the actors and scenes kept changing so quickly that you weren't sure if you were fighting the Incredible Hulk or the, the Credible Incredible Hulk? what? <laughs> okay, I'll try that again. <laughs> Sorry. It was a one it take, like so I got to get it. We gotta get it the right. incredible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll try that again. End scene. Hey, Kent. What? Would it be weird to try and keep track of a movie if the actors and scenes kept changing so quickly that you weren't sure if you were fighting the Incredible Hulk or the Credible Hulk? Or maybe one second you're trying to save a bus full of people and the next second you're Megawatt Prime and you're waging battle to destroy the evil forces of the deceptive conservatives from trying to steal the Declaration of Independence. It'd be hard, huh? January 6th. <laughs> That sounds like a good You've name. You've never seen Transformers, have you? <laughs> yeah, no. I think that happened in it. <clears throat> Today, th- this is brilliant. The script is just like, it's like written by the gods. Mm-hmm. Today, check this connective tissue out. Today, we're, te- we're heading back to 2020 to a little town called Henderson, where if you're driving the freeway around Las Vegas... And just keep going round and around. You're also sort of circling Henderson. It's a bedroom community for Las Vegas. And since I really love the way you always give everyone a street's eye view of where your true crime Kent stories take place, I've decided to do the same and zoom on down in Google Maps to the street view in Henderson, Nevada, and tell you what was there when this story took place and what you can find there now. And as I zoom down, zoomed oh, on the corner, right near where this happened is a come and go. <laughs> yeah. It's a gas station called a come and go. It's, but they don't spell come like you would think it's come K U M. There was a sweet free spirited lady in my hometown that lived in a trailer. But didn't really worry about much of anything, and that's what we called her trailer. <laughs> she sold gas? No. She sold ass. <laughs> well, as you can see in the, the screen here, this is, I got it. Yeah. Because a jack like ejaculate? Yeah. It was a this play on words. K- <laughs> That was a bit that I did there. 
where this whore <laughs> would just let guys go and just come inside of her, <laughs> and then we would leave. And that was the joke. Uh, I get it. Uh, <clears throat> just well, a slut. <laughs> a slut in a trailer. I apologize to all the soccer moms who are trying to drive with children in the car. Please remove the children from the car to proceed with this episode. Here on the on the map, you didn't can have see any that kids in- that she had custody of. <laughs> okay, fine. It's a gas station. Moving on. Okay. I have a bunch of calls to go through. Okay. <laughs> so, let's get to the first one. This is a nine one one call coming out of. Uh, Henderson, Nevada in 2020. You ready for me to hit play on this? Sure. Go ahead. Do what you want to do. You're going to do it anyway. All right. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Oh, crap. Wait. Can't stop. even. What? Well, I faded out the intro music and it's on the same track oh. as the, the 911. So I, the volume was all the way. Okay. I turned it back up. All right. For reals now. Here we go. Henderson 911, what is the address of your emergency? Oh my god, the address 144 Stone Cove um, Avenue. Okay, is that an apartment or a house? It's an apartment! I don't know what this is. Okay, hold on a second. second. Repeat the address because I'm not finding it. It's 1445 Stone Lake Cove. Stone Lake Cove? Stone Lake Cove. Okay. I'm showing as the Elysian Apartments, is that correct? No, it's the Douglas. The Douglas has Stone Lake. Okay, is that an apartment complex? Yes, it's an apartment complex. The apartment number is 13. Uh-huh. Just 13? Zero 13 Yes. Okay, alright. What's your phone number? Okay, what's your phone number? My phone number is... Okay, tell me exactly what's happening. I don't know. I heard gunshots, so I jumped out of bed and came next door, and now she's laying here. She can't breathe. I can't hear choking on her blood. Okay, hold on. Is she outside or inside? She's in her doorway. She's in her doorway. There's blood is everywhere. She, okay. Is she, ble- is she, she Has she been shot? Yes, I'm assuming that she's been shot. I can't tell. Her head is bleeding. Is she talking to you? Someone else in there? Is she at the apartment? Is she at the apartment number that you just gave me? Yes, she's at 1301. I hear you. Somebody else is inside, but I don't know if I should walk in. Okay, no, I want you to keep yourself safe. Hold on one second for me. I'm getting help started to you, okay? I I hear you. She's screaming, help her. Okay. Do you see where the lady that's in the doorway? Are you with her right now? Yes. Okay, can you can you get a clean dry cloth and apply that to where she's bleeding? She she's bleeding on her head. I don't have anything. Okay, can you get clean dry? Can you get a towel or a shirt or anything like that? Or sheet or anything. Okay. Somebody's inside and she's screaming for help. There was so many gunshots. Okay, did anyone see where the person went with the gunshot who was shooting? I'm not did anyone sure. See? No, somebody said. Okay. One of our neighbors said that he had a kid with him. The guy who was shooting? 
So there's someone in the doorway, and then there's someone additional yelling for help inside. A Hispanic kid and an older black guy. My neighbor's seen it. Okay, so there's another female inside? Yes. I'm okay. All right, the lady in the doorway, are you able to find a cloth for her? Are you in here? You can't move? Were you shot too? Okay. Okay, I can't move anything. Should I move the bed and get her? She's, okay. she's in it, the doorway. If we can, I want to try to get pressure on on where she's bleeding from. She says she want to get pressure on where she's bleeding from, but the woman in the... Oh, my God, there's somebody else in here. Okay. There's somebody else on the floor. Okay, are they bleeding? Yes, they're dead. I'm sure they're dead. Okay, are they breathing right now? The one woman, she's on the floor. There's three people in the building. There's three people in the phone in general. The one woman in the doorway is still breathing. I can hear her. It sounds like there's blood on her lungs. Okay. There is another woman shot and dead in there. There's another woman in here with her legs shot. Okay. So we have three victims total? Yeah, there's three victims total. Okay. That's, uh... All right. And I don't know any more about what's going on here than I did before you played the call. This kind of reminded me of that scene in the Tom Green classic comedy movie called Freddy Got Fingered. Um, when he comes into the building to try to evade security, he just says things that are confusing to them. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm here with a bag. It's for the it's with the eels. It's a bag with eels. And they're like, <laughs> What? It's like it's for the badgers. The bag is for the badgers. And they're like, What? Hold on, sir. And they're like, he's like, Japan four. Japan four. Japan four. And then he just gets on the elevator, and as it goes off, the guard like looks away, and he goes, "Japan four. <laughs> like we are trying to worked. keep up with a Tom Green esque woman here. That is like, and now there's an airplane, and there's fighter pilots, <laughs> and there's an alligator. Okay, okay, but here, here, let me walk you through this scene a little bit." So this woman is from another yeah <clears throat> this woman is from another apartment in the apartment complex. She heard all this gunfire and she comes down to the apartment and there she sees the first of of the people in the doorway bleeding having been shot she calls 911 and as she proceeds into the apartment she continues to find more people oh, that okay. had been shot. Well, she was talking about a lady. She's laying there, shot in the head, breathing. Sounds like she's got blood in her lungs. That's yeah, called a you death that. rattle, baby. That's not a... Where are you? Yeah. I don't know if it was death rattle or if she was in extreme shock because she was kind of like, which is, you know, that, that chill. That oh, could you hear it on the call? I didn't hear that. Yeah. you In the background, you could kind of hear those wobbly voice in the background. Oh, okay. Um yeah, I'll let you rewind that after the episode's live, or you can watch it on Patreon okay, because won't. you still pay for your Patreon yeah. membership. I'm a tier thirteen a month. member, baby. It's also weird because you could jump down to eleven fifty nine tier and save yourself a dollar or two. Uh, I want to support you guys. Yeah, I would appreciate that. Got to keep, got to pay the bills. Yeah. Got to pay the bills. Hey, do you um, do you remember where our Patreon's located? Patreon.com forward slash 1159media. Oh, I genuinely didn't. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, if you ever run out of content on the free feed, you can always come there and find billions of more episodes of content. Sometimes people that, will that, bump that, into me. It's happened on where they're like, hey, I love the show. People from my hometown or something. Like, where can I, where can we go? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we should get a QR code tattooed on your arm. <laughs> Scan this. I don't know what it, where it goes. Oh, anyway. All right. So, yeah, that was a little bit of so just walking you through kind of what she was seeing as she's doing it. So this this took place on November 3rd of 2020, around 11 a.m. military time, uh, Pacific Standard Time. A gunman had forcibly entered his neighborhood's apartment, neighbor's apartment at the Douglas at Stone Lake Apartments and shot three people with a handgun killing two and wounding one. The shooter also, before leaving, kidnapped a 12-year-old boy. Police quickly arrived at the complex after an emergency call, which we just heard, reported the gunfire. So the victims in this case that you heard the woman on the phone encountering uh, were identified as 38-year-old Diane Hawatma, Hawatma, her 12-year-old son, Joseph, and 33-year-old Veronica Munez, the Hawatma's housekeeper. 16-year-old Yasmin Hawatma, Diane's daughter, was critically injured. Now, you'll notice Joseph, the 12-year-old, is listed there. He's the one that, at this point, was kidnapped by the gunman. Right. All right. So, and, and I've done what I'm going to do next. I've done this before, and... And it's got mixed results uh, because it's not the sometimes it's not the most compelling audio, but I do have a clip of the um, of the the police chatter on this one. And the reason I wanted to do this was very similar to how breakneck whiplash feeling it feels to read a script that is copied and pasted. From multiple movies, I want you to keep that in mind as you listen to this this active police chatter about what is going on, and, and consider the fact that this isn't just like this. This isn't just like uh, you know finding the ice cream man in your neighborhood. This is this is like trying to piece together a crime as it's playing out, and all of the components that go into to nailing down where this person is, and and you know getting on the trail of it. And everything. And even from this call, you can see that finding an actual address is hard enough. Imagine then adding six or eight law enforcement departments and individuals into a call and trying to piece together things in real time to find this kidnapped boy. So I thought this was quite compelling. So let's play that now. And this is the some police chatter. Uh that stemmed directly from and almost in the same amount at the same time running parallel to the 911 call we were just hearing. So here we go. Tenor 51, copy of 404. Showing by Lat Long in the area of the Starbucks on Stephanie and Nor 5. Nor 51. Tenor 51, it came through as a phase two in the area of the Starbucks on Stephanie. We had an open line with a female crying then disconnect. Voicemail and recall. We have a prior on the phone, but it doesn't give a home address. Showing in the air of Starbucks on Stephanie, Nora 5. Nora 51. 2 Nora 51 control. Nora 61. Nora 11. 2 Nora 51 control. 2 Nora 51. 
We are now getting a separate 404 that's showing in the area of the Terribles in that same area advising that somebody may have been shot. Break control continuing. The PSW is saying she's a cleaning lady. She's locked in the bathroom. We have a language barrier. We're trying to get an interpreter, but it's possibly related. This one's in the area of Terrible Herbs. Is that the Terribles at Sunset Marks? Affirm. Uh, Sunset Wigwam, or Stephanie and Wigwam is the closest. Copy, I'll be arriving there in a second. I'm just coming up to the light. 1387. Units en route to the Starbucks or Terrible Call. We're now getting a call saying it's Elysian at Stone Lake, 1445 Stone Lake Cove Avenue, possibly apartment 201. Break. Control continuing. This is the subject who is on scene. Might be the cleaning lady. We're still trying to get further. Control continuing. There's going to be three victims with gunshot wounds. We are starting medical. Control. Two nor fifty one. Just advising it's at event four eight three, not four seven five. It's all gonna be incident four eight five is gonna be the one that has all the information in it. It looks like there is multiple callers giving us different locations, but it's actually at fourteen forty five Stone Lake apartment thirteen two. Looks like in building thirteen. Just be advised the suspect is wearing khaki pants. This PR has no further information. This PR ran when he saw the four the four fifteen A's happen break. Control continuing. They're advising the suspect kicked the door to apartment 201 and went inside there. Break. Control continuing. They're also advising that a neighbor saw a male and male juvenile. Possibly they were the shooters just prior to the call. Control Sam 1337. Go ahead and uh, have medical stage. Your incoming units continue to have them expedite. Yep. Uh, for incoming units expedite. Control Sam 1337. Be advised, I got two victims down. Uh, multiple gunshot wounds. Copy two victims down, multiple gunshot rooms. 21's arriving now. Correction, 61's arriving. 2 north 21. North 61. Control team, 1337, be advised. I have a third, third subject now. One at gunpoint. Copy, third subject, one at gunpoint. Location. He's in apartment 13201. Be advised, one at gunpoint is not our suspect. It is a scared citizen. Uh, we saw suspect outstanding. Copy, not suspect, but still at gunpoint, suspect still outstanding. Okay. <clears throat> That's a wild ride. Yes. Very confusing. Yeah, and, and to consider and to, to think that from a 911 call, all of this commotion starts happening, which is really kind of organized chaos. They're I don't understand why we can't figure out where ground zero is. Why we can't. Yeah, yeah, it 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 all it often seems much more obvious than what is going on, and I think one of the reasons for that is <clears throat> why one person just doesn't come forward and be like, "Hey, everybody, shut the fuck up! I'm here. Yeah. This is this is the exact location of where the three gunshot victims are." Yeah, yeah, well, and it's weird to think like. The moment this call comes through and there's a notification through 911 dispatch to officers like in in squad cars, they immediately start moving toward the direction, whether they've got an exact or not. Right. And so this thing went this this evolved from it was they gave the address for a Starbucks to start with. So police are all headed that direction. And then they confirm, they, they, they correct course and confirm that it's a Terrible's Herbst convenience store, which I thought Come and Go was a bad enough name for a gas station, but Terrible Herbst? 
I don't. Who wants to go yeah. there? I guess that's uh, beside the so point. Well, we ended so up calling that lady's going. trailer too. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible herps. <laughs> This is a, the second word's different in this case because they actually want you to buy things there rather than just get VDs. But so it goes it be, goes from a Starbucks to a terrible Herbst. And then they, they finally land on, okay, it's actually happening at an apartment complex and they gave the apartment number and everything. And then uh, a thing that kind of came and went through that conversation, though, is imagine all of this commotion is being documented, like, real time. Like, the 911 dispatchers are typing away, and anybody that's involved with it, they're, they're, they're calling in additional information, and someone's recording all that. And when that's happening, every time there's a new 911 call that comes in, they create a, a report, a new report or a new incident number, right, until they know that all of these calls are part of the same thing and then they'll kind of co- they'll, they'll combine them and merge those into a single report number but in this case the the police are looking for the 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 case number that's has all the compiling information in real time and so they have to correct that in real time because the guy's like looking in the wrong uh you know incident report and she's like no you got to look in this one because that's where all the data is and da, da, da. so that's all this dance happening and then you hear the police officer come on from on scene and he's giving information, and then th- just it, again, it comes and goes. But how quickly it goes from I'm on scene, I have two people down, and then he calls back. And imagine doing this though: you come around a corner, and you think you're looking at the vic at, at the suspect, and so you've got the you've got your your firearm drawn. You've already seen dead people. You come around the corner, and you've got your firearm drawn on a guy who's in the p- apartment. And you call, while while almost you know being ready to kill this dude, you 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 call in and say, "Hey, I've got the suspect at at gunpoint," and then have the wherewithal and the the clarity of mind to confirm that it's actually not the suspect. You have a scared citizen <laughs> at gunpoint, <laughs> and you know so that dif- that that dispute diffuses, and then more information about the possible suspect and. That they're at large. It was just, it was really cool to me. Cool, tragic, but amazing to watch that kind of orchestration take place and all of this chaos, this cloud of chaos be kind of distilled into something that's actually usable, you know? Yeah. So, what is going on? (laughs) Okay. Four hours later. (laughs) <laughs> so where we're currently at is there are dead people in an apartment there's a w- critically wounded person the suspect is at large and he has kidnapped a 12 year old yeah yeah so now enter another 911 call oh, that comes in sake. to the dispatcher but this time guess who it is the 12 year old nope the, m- Jason the murderer Bourne. Jason Bourne Jason Bourne Jason Bourne calls in on 911. Playing Conley. Conley? I'm going to play the call, and you tell me if this clears anything up or just makes everything a bigger mess. Are you ready for this? No. Oh, where's the button? Do you remember what color? Is up. Oh, no, that's the... Oh, yeah, I should play that one because uh, it's for ads. 
<laughs> gotcha. You didn't even see that one coming. Gotcha. You're a scared citizen at gunpoint. Bam. Got to pay the bills. <laughs> okay, we're back. So proud of yourself. All right, here. <laughs> play the call. Just, yes, I'm ready, okay, I'm ready for you to hit the play. Go ahead. Push it. Jason Bourne yeah. calling 911. Is this a call? Here we go. No, it's Jason Bourne. Okay. Here we go. As officers were searching the area for the suspect and the young male, dispatch received a 911 call from the suspect. The suspect, who identified himself as Jason Neo Bourne, demanded that a helicopter respond to his location. He stated that he had just killed someone and that he was still in the complex. He also stated that he had a 12-year-old male with him and that he wanted to kill the boy. Henderson 911, what's the address of your emergency? Hello? Hello? Hi, how can I help you? Hi, can you hear me? Yes, I can. How can I help you? This is Jason. I sometimes think my name is XM Satellite Radio, and I'm here with, we're doing a movie. I want to introduce myself. I'm sorry. I am Gotham's Reckoning, also known as Bane. So, Bane. Where are you, sir? Hello? Well, Bane, let me introduce my friend. Okay, you're on uh, a 911 line. Hello? You're on a 911 line. How can I help you? Yeah, I want a chopper. A big chopper. A what? Uh, I want a fucking a helicopter. What do they call it nowadays? A helicopter. A helicopter. He wants a helicopter, and he says he wants it now because he's scared. Who's Who are you? You're my neighbor, right? Oh, yeah, so uh, he's my son. Um, so I'm not going to hurt him, but I don't, I don't think you guys are getting to the point where you're trying to play games and tap the line. I have a big, what kind of gun is this? Is it big? Okay. Oh, he says it's little, but on the side of it says 6 4 P226, 40 caliber Smith and Wesson. So I killed a guy named Jason Bohr, and I'm from the future. Like, uh, what's the name of the last face of the, of the avatar? Is it good? Did you like that? What's your address? What's your address, sir? What's your address? This is really important. So just, hey, I'm not going to hurt you as long as you don't get your address wrong. If you get your address wrong, I have to kill you. So this is a guy that's mentally stable. Yeah. Yeah, no. This, he he lived above. I thought we were going to get some clarity. No. Did that play out? That that nine one one call kind of play out like my yeah, script. That from man, it all makes sense beginning. now for the first time ever. Isn't that crazy? Like how 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 well developed? How now full circle? Like that script that I wrote now seems very clear. Yeah, it's never it? happened before. <laughs> I'm getting better at this. Episode ninety six, and I'm just starting to feel my feet. It's it's amazing where when the purpose where the part of script writing where you flourish where you thrive yeah. is mm-hmm. if the goal of the script is to confuse. Yes, yeah, I feel like uh, me and um, Stanley Kubrick, right? Uh, you know, some of your greats, yeah, like me and Stanley Kubrick. Just that's you know we're we're there to kind of. Go ahead. Who else? Jump scare you. Jump scare you around the corner. Oh, also, um, Wadney Conver. Con- who was that? Wa- um, Wadney Converse. Hurstington. Hmm? Have you heard of him, Wagney? 
Oh, Wagney. He made a ton of, but, you know, also Stanley Kubrick. He, he really, he made a couple that were like, what? I was thinking more along the lines of David Lynch. That's what this all feels like. A David <laughs> I don't know who that is. So David Lynch, carry on. So what's going on? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so Jason Neo Bourne yeah. called in to 911. He had legally changed his name to Jason Neo And then Bourne. they should have arrested him. Right there. For for, for changing his name? No. Yeah. Crisis averted. Because mm-hmm. it was a hybrid. He was trying to make something sound impressive, so he went with Jason Bourne, but he put Neo in the, the middle. The next question like, should be, you don't know the P226 Smith & Wesson, do you? Smith & Wesson, do you? Yeah. And he probably would have said yes. But then they would have been like, listen, Jason. And he would have been like, no, sometimes I think my name is XM Satellite Radio, which is what he right. said. We need to ask more questions. At the name change yeah, well, department. I think we do. Yeah. And then he was Bane. Gotham's Reckoning. So he's got um, a 12-year-old. He's got a 12-year-old. And they requested a chopper. Uh, he requested it. And then he thought, no, you know you know what? I don't, want him to, I don't want him on my tail. So then he says that the 12-year-old requested the chopper because the 12-year-old was scared. And then he says the 12-year-old is a son. Yeah. Uh, and that he's his neighbor, but he's also his son. And truth, first true thing that he said is actually he is the neighbor. He was the neighbor from uh, nearby of the apartment complex that he stormed into and shot the place up and stole the boy. This sounds like a schizophrenic. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I'll tell you what. I wouldn't hire him to write a script. <laughs> So, all right, so let's go back to a little bit of police chatter. This thing starts to heat up. I mean, it's already hot, and it's full of holes, and everything's bleeding. But the police chatter continues. So let's go with some more police chatter. Uh, A chopper has been requested. Also, do you think it's a weird thing that everyone always requests a chopper? Probably the hardest thing you could ever try to fly. Everyone wants a helicopter. Also, arguably one of the easiest things to track. <laughs> Can't really lose it. It's got a much Even if lower you're in ceiling the woods, in the air. You're like, oh, there's the helicopter. <laughs> we should have gotten a quieter one. <laughs> How do they know where I'm at? <laughs> Not super fast. Can't go super high, no. otherwise you pass yeah. out. You know, it's just, it's, I don't It's zigzagging it. across the sky because he doesn't know how to fucking fly one. <laughs> if you can even get it off the ground. All the 911 calls rolling in aren't a giveaway of your location. Yeah, there's a helicopter out here just, it's really going batshit. You ever seen Batman? <laughs> That's, yeah. Or if, like, I got in it, I would just be making a eight-ton dreidel on the ground, just spinning and spinning and parts flying Which off. also begs anyway. the question, if you're requesting a helicopter, are you also requesting a pilot? <laughs> do you need an Uber? Do you need a, do you need a driver? That, that's a good question. They don't very ever clarify that one. Uh, him being Neo, though, maybe he's jacked in and he's ready to just jack off through the sky. What was that? Yep. Anyway, here's the next police call. Here we go. Units, just be advised we are landline with a male now asking for a helicopter saying that he killed somebody. 
He advising he's at Unit 13301. Oh. Affirming of the same uh, complex? Affirm. 1445 Stone Lake, 13301. Female advising she does not know the suspect. Step further. And unit just be advised that the male that 420 the subjects is advising that he's also with a 12-year-old named and saying that the male wants to kill the 12-year-old. CR3 control be advised there is a black Escalade. I'm being told by a individual that lives in the uh, in the apartment. Uh, it's just been sitting there. Apparently belongs to the suspect. Where is it at right now? Control 2 nor 11. We have, we've extricated one victim from the building. We need fire to meet us at building 11, please. Copy. We're going, to, nobody at the pool, correct? She's unconscious, but still breathing as of now. Yes. Copy. Nobody at the pool, just to building 11, right? Just building 11. Copy, and is the scene stable for them to come up? The scene is stable for them to come up, and that black Escalade's parked on the east side of the apartments. It's got its uh, taillights on right now. Copy black. Escalade is not east side of 1387, we're trying to make contact with the Escalade. Keep the air clear. Control Sam 1253, can you contact Starbucks and have them go on a lockdown? Affirm. Edward 11's got it. Control Sam 1387, this vehicle is going to be involved. It is going to be the suspect. I see a 12-year-old in the passenger seat. I see hands of the driver and the child. Keep the air clear. Copy. Lincoln 657, CP will be set up by building 16. CP building 16. Does unit have soft sticks? Control stand 1387. The male has a gun. Copy, male has a gun. All right. Um, this was a bit of a revealing thing where I felt like if you were there in the police station when the first call came in and they said, what is he driving? I felt like you would be there and you'd be like, look for a black Escalade because we've covered that before and, and we've said, look, anyone that's driving a black Escalade should be on the watch yes. list. Especially if it's an early anyway, 2000s. Early 2000, because it looks on fleek, but the transmission's going to go. It's we never that. black Escalade, early 2000s black. It's the vehicle that people that, that aren't doing well, but want to look like they're balling. That's the go-to mm. vehicle, like a 2004, 2005 Escalade. Because it's still a Cadillac, and it's an Escalade. But it has yep. 300,000 miles, and you got it for four grand. And it's probably already broken. The struts are shot. The struts are Something's shot. Bad. The seat, the leather seat on the driver's side where you get in, torn. That, that part, the bottom part to the left is worn yep. out. It's got a hole in it where you can see the cushion through it. Yep. There's a lot of crud. Between the dash bezel and all the little the little knobs, there's a lot of stuff. Um, fries, fries, salt. Yeah, but and then it's got twenties on it. Yeah, <laughs> doing well. It's it's awesome. Making money moves. Has a tattoo. Yeah, tattoo that says hustle. Yeah. Also, one that says no regrets. Yeah. So doing well. Doing well. Also. Probably case in point, you get in a black Escalade with a kidnap with a kid you're kidnapping. He doesn't make it out of the apartment complex. He's on the other side of the apartment complex. So it's still why didn't you take off? Or maybe, as you and I are probably thinking mechanically, this Escalade just gave up the ghost before he could get out of the apartment complex. 
Um, so they are in an Escalade. Yeah. One that's so, moving. It Well, sort of. I mean, it's on the other side of the apartment complex, so they it wasn't hard to find. Oh, so they're him. sitting there. Yeah, so they had eyes on him, and he was just around the other side of the apartment complex where all the shooting and murder. Oh, he's happened. right there, and he's he's got this twelve year old in the car. So the police uh, body cameras continue to record, and now we take you from the apartment complex where they are assessing all of the collateral to the black Escalade. Are you ready for this magic? Yeah. It's not magic. It's horrible, Kent. Okay. All right, here we go. The way you said that is a little concerning. Okay. I don't know what's getting ready to happen. I do. Here we go. Control stand 13v7. This is going to be the suspect. We do see a 413. The child has his hands up. They're going to be in the front seat of the black Escalade. The Escalade is facing east. Just talk to him. See if he'll roll down the window. Just see if he'll roll down the window. Yes, not you. Is he pointing at me? Pendleton. Yeah. Okay. He's pointing it. And I already know where this is going. Yeah. Police found the gunman in a Cadillac Escalade with the boy he had taken hostage. After attempts to de-escalate the situation, police alleged the gunman put his weapon to the boy's head, causing police to open fire on the vehicle. The gunman and the boy were both killed. Police believe that the shooter was killed by police gunfire and police allege the boy was shot by the gunman. The shooting was all recorded by officers on their body cameras. Uh, So how much of that is true? All of it. I'm talking about the part where where police are claiming that the gunshot was from the gunman that killed the 12-year-old. Yes, so follow up on that is after this whole incident, the the boy's father, and I think rightly so, um, filed a lawsuit against Henderson uh, Police Department. And uh, the uh, Clark County District Attorney Office uh, had, at at this time at least, uh, in updated on just, just this last month, that their preliminary investigation had determined that uh, in the officer-involved shooting, um, there was no criminal uh, misconduct by the police officer. Okay, that's very vague. Yeah. It's a very simple question. Uh, Did the boy have a gunshot wound from a 40-millimeter uh, P226 in the left side of his head? Yes? Yes. Or no? So... So, yes, this is a bit of an onion. So what they do is the district attorney first peels back the onion to confirm whether or not there was any criminal act performed by the police. Um, After that determination. I said 40 millimeter, 40 caliber. Sorry. Yeah, not 40 millimeter. That's excessive. Hard to get in the Escalade, too. Imagine what that would do to a 12-year-old's head. I'd imagine what it would do in an Escalade. Yeah. I mean, 
that's neither here nor there. <laughs> ah, crap. So because they made the determination uh, uh, that there was no criminal act, now the next onion layer can be peeled back, and the county will now schedule a fact-finding review, which it's standard in police shooting investigations. And the procedure is standard when the district attorney makes a preliminary determination of non-criminality. Now they can go into this thing and do the fact-finding mission to, to, to determine everything that happened. That would include, like you just suggested, ballistics on, you know, the, the, any shots or rounds that would have, uh, impacted the boy. And, um, and so there'll be more more to this in the future. Diane Reem Hawatma, 38, and Veronica Munez, 33, died in the shooting at the apartment complex. And Yasmin Hawatma uh, 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 was also shot and was in critical condition. And then Joseph Hawatma, 12, was taken from the apartment by the shooter, Jason Neoborn, age 38, and was killed inside the car. All right, we got a happy ending. Yeah, I do. I'm sorry. I just that was just all bad. Yeah, I try to make things light, but it's really hard when the things. Does this fellow this have a history of mental illness? I would say, based on the phone call, yep. Also, fact-finding would determine whether or not Jason Neo born. I think a fact-finding mission would also determine whether or not he had legally acquired the gun uh, or if it was uh, how some acquired in some other manner. So I will, I will put a pin in this one and say TDB because we're still under investigation because now that we've ruled out criminal act – by, by the police. Now we'll get into who, what, and where, and how. So, uh, TDB, everyone, until we get back to you on that. Um, but a lot's happened already, so there let's are no go ahead and of we're going to move. There's, there's actually um, also body camera footage of the whole thing. If you search the internet, you'll find that. And that's, shouldn't watch it. You shouldn't watch it. Um, how about a happy ending, though, yeah, like you said? please do. All right. I'm going to call this one Drunk Education. All right? Okay. Get ready. This one's fun. Feel like the party's over. Like, yeah, I feel like it's really hard to just walk, walk into, you know. I feel like someone at the party just said that they got cancer. And oh, we were about to sing happy birthday. You, you know, like somebody said, birthday. yeah, like it started out amazing. You know, a uh, daughter pronounced her engagement to a, another boy, a great boy, has a great family, nice pedigree, uh, savings account. Yeah. And then uh, the aunt follows up with her announcement that oh, she has stage all about 17 cancer. Yeah. And then we were supposed to sing happy birthday f- to the five-year-old girl because it's a unicorn party. Yeah. And I feel like we're about to sing happy birthday to the five-year-old girl. We ruined the good surprise on you. <laughs> so with that being said, here, here we go. Man, I didn't do nothing wrong. 
get your truck stuck out here in the field. You're out here driving the truck and you're drunk. All right, I'm asking you to take a couple tests for me. Stand back sure, here. I can't. You can't? Why not? Well, for one reason, I'm drunk, man. You're drunk? What's your uh, level of education? I got 20 years of education. I graduated uh, 10th grade twice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you graduated 10th grade twice. Yeah. And so you got 20 years of education. Yeah. Right together. And I'm drunker than a skunk. Yeah. I love how the cop couldn't keep his parents. He's <laughs> like, he got 20 years of education. <laughs> I like that he graduated from 10th grade twice because, A, you, you that's don't. not the end. You don't graduate then. Yeah. And, two, I don't know, like, you must really be, like, a very determined person. If you graduated and then you go back and you're like, give me another shot. And they're like, but you already put me back you in, graduated. Put me back in. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, his truck was stranded, and you know what? Principles principles abound with this guy. He wasn't about to... He knew he was drunk. Yeah. He had accepted it. <laughs> he couldn't it. do any tests. <laughs> oh, can man. this be done? Yeah, I can. Um, uh, we're doing this on the fly, so I've got to... Hold on. I'm going to do this. Okay. Look at this. I, I'll just I turn up the music a little bit. And then, and then we can talk for a second while this is while this is playing out. Um, let nine one one calls podcast is an eleven fifty nine media podcast. Kent Chungus is here under duress. I wrote the show and regret it. Um, we're so grateful you're here though, and that our numbers have boosted over the last two plus years that this show's been going from zero to over a half a million to a little bit over a half a million and then below half a million. Thank you for everything you're doing for us. You help us keep the lights on. Kent won't admit it, but we're best friends. And he... Uh, I I don't know, Kent, do you have anything you want to say? Yeah, we, we called it the come and go because you could literally go in there and just pump away... And yeah. ejaculate and leave. She didn't want to talk. If you want more shows like this, find us on Patreon. There was no Patreon.com. Bullshit cuddling. It was like, hey, I got 10 minutes. I'll swing by media. Jolene's house. It was, ah, it was a trailer. The outro started over again now. It loops. It loops. It started over. So we got to either talk for another two and a half minutes or call Let's it. call it. We're going to call it? All right. Love Love okay. you. Hugs, everybody. I'm just going to turn that on. Walk you out. <laughs> this is so... This is worse train wreck than that call. Uh, how's that rash? It's not healing. Uh, it It'll be back next month, even after it does. Just like my period. It's more consistent than this show. I just keep turning the volume up and down. It's kind of fun, but I think I'm going to fade us out now.
Hugs, everybody.